So today is episode 10. It's our season finale. We're going to start stop recording for a couple weeks just to have a Christmas break. And then we'll be back again in the new year. But today we're going to be talking about some things. And it was interesting because Sharon had something pop up on her Facebook that she posted six years ago. So despite her not wanting to read it, I've asked her to read it anyways. <laughs> and it, she it bossed goes, me. It goes, around, it goes along with what we're talking about today though, right? So It does. So yeah, she totally bossed me, but I will, I will read it. And it is the, my sixth month anniversary from no, leaving. No, six years. Not six six years, sorry. <laughs> Feels like six months, but six years. So it's about finding her authentic self self-worth forgiveness moving forward and where do we go from here so mm -hmm. i'll read it now just hold on she has to put on her glasses. my i have to put on my glasses so i can actually see it <laughs> asshole okay dear prison it's not you it's me it's time for me to walk away i've had enough of this tumultuous relationship i must go i am not saying that i didn't love you it's time to move on we both know it. We can both feel it in our bones. I have met both the greatest and the worst people. I have both laughed until my ribs ached and helplessly watched humans self-destruct. For you, I gave my heart and soul, waded through feces, blood, water, and saw much misery. For you, I stayed 20 hours or more a day trying to make things right. I waited, I hoped, and stayed too long. I'm taking myself back. People change and grow. We grew apart. The damage is already done. We both know it's true. You have made me strong, confident, capable, intelligent, feisty, cynical, untrusting, and at times savage. During our time together, I traveled the world, made lifelong friends, made a bit of money, have the best stories, and a strong sense of belonging. My life has taken me in a new direction now, and I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to sign those papers. I love it. It's so That's good. It. And you wrote that. So you wrote that six years ago. So that was just something that came up in your Facebook today. Today, my memory, you know, they have that. Yeah. Those memories. Yeah. So that came up today. So I just think it's interesting that we're recording today and that came up. Very cool. So, Very yeah. cool. Okay. Take it away. You're the, you're the star of the show. I have to talk less. You have to talk more. <laughs> so we're starting that now. I <laughs> yeah. thought maybe we'd start that next season. But so some of the finding your authentic self, like everybody who knows me knows I love Oprah. So I really um, follow all the stuff she says. I listen to her every Sunday. I uh, try to, I don't know, just fit that into my life. So finding out who I truly am, my self-worth, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one we were talking about before we started was the power of vulnerability. So that's Brene Brown. And that one is quite uh, a hard one. It's hard to be vulnerable when you're a big correctional officer guard, right? It's hard to make yourself say, I'm hurting. Uh, this is affecting me. I don't feel like myself anymore. I'm tired. It's aching like in your bones, a deep ache for more. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about mental health, uh, taking care of ourselves. Where do we go from here? I was just telling Lauren before, talked about regrets and forgiveness, and I took my daughter for uh, a drive. She likes to do that with the lockdown, and we're 
we're going into lockdown 2.0 now, right. but she, she was saying, I really miss St. Albert and I miss all my friends and don't you miss it too. And she's a bit of a, uh, like an old soul. So all night long, I was like, you know, did I do the right thing? Leaving corrections, moving here. Did I do the right, like at all? I don't, um, I don't know. I don't hold myself to regrets. I just think everything happens the way it's meant to happen. Uh, I don't think it's, there's a reason. I just think it's meant, meant to go this way. And it's been tough since we moved here. We experienced a lot of uh, pain. There was some deaths, the summer seizure, uh, some relationship breakdowns. But, you know, we keep uh, pressing forward. Mm-hmm. And the t- pandemic hasn't been easy either, <laughs> yeah, right? Like- <laughs> that's been crazy. This it's is our like, our second lockdown, right? So yeah, and I know so many people are struggling with mental health stuff, especially yes. you know, like you know, businesses have shut down. As as someone who owned, I'm very fortunate that like the business I run now, I can run from my home. I don't have a ton of overhead, but I think about the retail business mm-hmm. and how affected I would have been at this point. There's yeah so many things and so many businesses that are pivoting right now to make it work that um, it's very hard on them. And with rent and inventory and all of those sorts of things, I think, oh, wow, I feel so grateful that um, I'm not in that position. Number one, because I hated it. So I probably wouldn't have put in a really good effort. I would have just been like, and we're closed. And (laughs) that's the end of that. But I... Uh, I mentioned this every episode, so write down that I mentioned it again, Sharon. We, um, I did Transformation Weekend with the people that I teach with. So we have a group of people, we'll call the Master Trainers. And yesterday we did, did our um, goal setting for the year. And it was very heavy. I bawled my face off talking you about it. Yes. It, yeah. You know what? It was very hard for me as a mom who works from home who has a shift work husband who's trying to teach two kids, uh, run a business and keep everybody fucking quiet. So someone can have a nap, you know, like I found that so hard, um, on our, our mental health in our house because my husband's trying to sleep. The kids are fighting over a computer. I'm yelling, be quiet. Your dad's trying to sleep. And he's like, the only person I can hear is you telling the kids. (laughs) So if you come from a shift work home, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I found it very, very hard on on my kids, number one, because they love school. They're great at school. Um, but what we talked about yesterday was instead of focusing on doing, um, focus on being, which yeah, that's was huge. so interesting to me because it's like I do this all the time, but I help other people do it. I don't really do it for myself. Yeah. I'm more that's of I'm hard. a doer. I'm a doer. I do. I, and I was telling everyone on the call, like, I love opportunities. Like, the podcast is an opportunity. This, um, I'm working with um, Operational Stress Injury Canada now mm-hmm. as a peer support. Like, I look at everything as an opportunity and I think, well, if I don't take it, so I'm struggling with the doing. I'm struggling with the taking on way more things than I absolutely need to. Although, like, this has been my sanity. This podcast has yeah. been. This has been honestly fun. the best, the best. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. Focus more on the, the being instead of the doing, because we don't have control over a lot of the doing. Yeah, right? we definitely don't. And the very first lockdown, uh, it's hot like me for sure. It's okay. Slow down because there were days that, uh, 
So summers and dance. So three, three times a week, she goes to dance and I was playing soccer and then Melissa was doing curling. So five nights out of the week where everybody was gone. Sometimes I wouldn't even see her. I just have to text and say, hope you're good. Right. And so it was a real subway's on the counter. (laughs) I know exactly. (laughs) Find yourself something to eat. I'm eating in the car, like on my way, right. To play or to try to, and then everybody also was doing school or working. Right. And so then the business got shut down the first time and it was hard. Like, and then school was shut down and we were all home. So then I sort of took on a role, like, make the best of it and we did like we had a good like we went and saw waterfalls we did mm-hmm. uh, the schooling but summer missed her friends missed dance missed all that and then the second lockdown well it started for her so she's online schooling dance was gone and so i can see her mental health is declining and i'm i'm like right now i'm her friend i'm her mom i'm her confidant i'm her everything right, right. so it's lots so this time the business was shut again so i'm just hoping we survive lockdown part part 2 right yeah yeah it i i'm grateful my husband still has a job i mean we we both still have jobs mine is dependent on a bunch of things but he still has like a a stable job and mm-hmm. we're good, but I know a lot of people aren't. So yeah, I am um, hard. Mm-hmm. I'm, tr- I'm working uh, mostly with first responder spouses at this time, just, and it's just connection and community and, you know, how can we support each other? And like you said, like that authentic self thing um, has been huge for me because if you know me, uh, I never would have cried on that phone call yesterday. I would have just yeah. like turned off my camera. Don't talk to me right now. I'll finish crying. But even some people were saying things and it had nothing to do with me, but I was crying for them. Like, yeah, what a hard yeah. year. Right. And I would it never totally have done is. that before. It's, I never yeah. would have like let that, I feel safe in that space. Um, but I don't think I would have done that even with them, even feeling safe. I don't think I would have let my emotions been seen um or spoken i probably i probably would have just hung up and said the the zoom kicked me out i couldn't get back in yeah oh the connection is failing (laughs) i i think yeah i before i would have i've really paid attention that it's okay to cry it's okay Mm -hmm. to have a day at home and um and take a break i'm bad at resting i'm so bad at resting yeah I tell people to rest and then I like take off a Friday and the next thing you know, it's booked up with (laughs) presentations and coaching (laughs) calls because I I just take on and and I, and I tell myself, Oh, but I love this. So it's not really work, which is true. Yeah. But it's also not a rest. It's not resting. Yeah. I know. I feel guilty too. If I'm uh, like at rest, like if I'm binge watching or if I'm, you know, watching an episode of Dateline in the middle of the day, I'm like, oh, there's probably stuff I should be doing. Yes. Because like, there is stuff like social media stuff I can do for the business. But sometimes I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to unplug today, right? And mm. we're going to take a mental health day and we're going to go look at waterfalls instead of mm-hmm. this, right? Because yeah. it's heavy. It gets heavy. It does get heavy. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned too is like, I have to stop shooting on myself. Like you yeah. should be doing this. You should. Oh, well the other day, my youngest son, he's a jerk. 
he comes, he comes <laughs> home. If you know, like my oldest son is like the sweetest, most empathetic <laughs> child. Uh, uh, but the other one keeps me going, man. If he wasn't around, I would not laugh as hard as I do. But he comes. <laughs> I work from home. Um, I don't love to work from home. Uh, historically, I would pack up my laptop and go to a coffee shop. I live in Camrose where anytime someone walks into the coffee shop, I know them. I'm, you know, talking to people. I'm not necessarily working all the time because I'm too busy socializing. <laughs> yeah. But it's better than being at home and going, oh, the laundry needs to be done. I'll quickly yeah. back in chairs. And then, then it's like, oh, I haven't even taken a stinking break today. But Reese comes home from school the other day. So funny. Uh, so my kids have this like calendar. It, it, we run on schedules in this house. My kids both thrive on it. I thrive on it. Um, but they have to come home from school and empty their backpacks. And then they have to do a chore. <laughs> So they come in the house and in the car, I said, just so you know, this is your chore when you get home. So Reese comes in the door and goes to the kitchen and goes, you were home all day and now you expect us to come. Oh, (laughs) yeah, no, buddy, I I work here um, in my office. You know, like I wasn't like watching TV all day. I've been working. So yeah, you're going to clean, like looking at me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you, you just sat around all day and now I got to clean up your mess. <laughs> no, actually it's your mess child. It's yours this morning. Oh, oh I haven't oh, cleaned it God. up. I've been working. Yeah. Little shit. Yeah. So, but I laughed so hard. I was like, get out of here. Um, <laughs> You're like, yeah. clean something. Get out of my just, face. Yeah. Right? Okay. I don't care. I'll clean the kitchen. You find, get the vacuum. I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> just teaching that child some responsibility <laughs> some days yes. is, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh geez. Um, so here's a question. Do you ever regret leaving uh, corrections? Oh yes. There yes? are days. There yeah. are days when I hear, like when I talk to my, my I, have, I have friends that still work there. Um, we both do. And we'll get, you know, a message or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I was there for that. Yeah, like we did. Um, we we did get a message on over the weekend. Was it? Yeah, yeah, something really cool went on, and yeah, I I felt like I wish I was there, but I feel too old to be there too. I feel I don't know. COVID has really like taken away my sense of like my adventure, my like yeah that that like heightened excitement piece, right? Which I got from events. Um, but I got from the jail. So it's like, everything's like, wah, wah. Yeah. Like, hey, give me a, yeah. give me something. Mm-hmm. Give me something exciting here, people. I totally. thrive on that stuff. I mean, I'm doing well, but at the same time, very much, I, I'm like, Ooh, that's exciting. Oh. Well, cause we're missing our, the travel piece. So that's like one thing. The travel piece. Massive. Yeah. That's like what I'm missing big time. It's just like that sense of adventure and where can we go next and what are we going to see? And like our, our plans all got shit on like everybody else's, but we were doing Montreal. We were riding uh, a train into New York. We were going to go see Mm -hmm. Hamilton on Broadway and mean girls. So yeah, it's just like, I'm missing all that, that piece. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like now, that's why we rented that RV like in the summer. Cause it was like, what else are we going to do? Well, let's do this. And that was like a living and breathing 
nightmare on wheels for me, right? So it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't the same. It was fun, but it wasn't the same, right? So. Well, we yeah, bought, we went, moved into that lake lot, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be for how many days when I called you? No, it was supposed to be for two months. And at 20 right. days, I was like, and we're out. And we're done. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't live in my house with my kids all day. I don't imagine yeah. why I thought living in a trailer was a decent thing. was idea. better. <laughs> it all sounds good. Because it does. it's like the fire and the adventures and... It sounds good, but mm -hmm. until you get out there going, uh, no. I this is a lot of work. I could do this at home for half the price. For half the price. And then go up and sleep in my bed instead right. of like freezing and too hot and people next to you making noise. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't get up and make an early morning coffee because I'll wake the kids and they yeah. didn't go to bed till one in the morning. <laughs> so no, it was not my thing. I, I did not do well. And I'm trying to work and the kids are uh, in the background going, can we go catch minnows at the dock? No, there's no adult with you. You can't go. <laughs> Reese has got his life jacket on and just, we're going to the dock. I'm like, no, I said no. you can't. And I'm talking to clients I don't even know. And Oh my God. No, not fun. Not fun. Oh yeah. But I did, we did try new things, but you're right. It's that, that sense of adventure. I, I, um, if you've ever done six basic human needs, it's a test that you can take. Um, one of mine, mine are contribution. Uh, so there's, um, certainty, uncertainty, love and connection, significance, contribution, and growth. So you take this test and it okay. tells you what your driving force in life is. Mm -hmm. um, and mine is contribution, growth, and uncertainty. I, I love uncertainty. Like when everything is like, this is what happens on Monday. This is what happens on Tuesday. I'm just like, boring. Yeah. I really that's like, like the, like, hey, that's let's like just me. pick up and go. And hey, let's just yeah. go here. Let's shake hey, it up. Let's book yeah. it. And Trevor even said that the other day. He said, I think you're feeling really like on edge because I, this is, this is going to sound very snobbish, but I don't go on a trip unless I have another one booked. Yeah. So I, I'm always looking forward to the next adventure or event or something that is, you know. Well, that connects you to, to people yeah. too, right? And see, like, my sense of adventure connects me to, like, that, the unknown. Like, I, yeah. I want to be somewhere that's different so I can... I'm like you too. It's like, oh, Monday is blah, blah, blah. Tuesday's blah, blah, blah. Like uh, it gets to me. So I always tell the two of them here, uh, Friday, we're not doing this. Like you're booking sick, you're booking a sickie and you are taking a mental health day from school. Yeah. Like I, I do that all the time. Right. Cause I'm, it's me. Like I get sick of, I don't know, the hamster wheel. The mundane. <laughs> yeah. The mundaneness of, of life. And I, uh, so I had a travel agency for years, which um, obviously I'm not doing anymore because no one's going anywhere, but uh, people are still traveling actually, which is crazy, but I'm not booking it because I don't want to have to cancel it later. So don't ask me to book your travel because um, what happens is you book it and then, oh, we're in another lockdown and I got to take yeah. money back and I got to lose my money that they've already paid me. So now I got to pay that back. It's not, it's not worth my time. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but I you know, when people would call and say, Oh, we want to book this excursion. We want to, and I'm like, just get there and figure out what's cool. Don't book yes. these crappy, 
dolphin Excursion. swims. <laughs> Get down there and like talk to people. And like, if you book that dolphin swim, it might be like, we ended up in Cabo two Christmases ago and there was like this massive festival downtown in uh, Los Cabos. And I was so happy that our other friends had come with us. They had booked this thing. And I was so happy that we didn't book it because we would have missed. It was like um, the Coco movie. The Oh, yeah, yeah. And they I had, love that movie. I love that movie. And they had <laughs> everything downtown and all these, this Christmas festival and singing and lights and, and vendors and street um, food carts. It was awesome. It was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I'm so glad I just went up to the front desk and said, hey, is there anything going on tonight? And they're like, oh, well, if you guys want to venture into town, there's this. So um, yeah, I really like that, like uncertainty, like, let's just yeah. get there and figure it out and, and figure it out. Know. That's like, so, totally. Yeah. Cause you don't know like what's there once you're there, you might mm -hmm. think, I don't know. I don't really swim with dolphins, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, mean you're not, you're not going to get down there and be like, that's the highlight of your trip either. I mean, for some people, maybe it is, but right. for me, it's not, it's like, like you getting in the streets, seeing what people are doing. Mm -hmm trying to be safe still but like yeah right. getting the true experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uncertainty too right like oh who mm -hmm. knows what'll happen we'll figure it out when we get yeah. there yeah oh yeah. yeah we travel well with quite a few people that are like that so that's that's helpful i know mm -hmm. and it's hard it's hard because the losses keep coming so i turned 50 in january my mm -hmm. best friend turns 50 in march so we had this big trip booked and her daughter turned 18 mine my well mine already thinks she's a teenager but she's officially <laughs> going to be a teenager next year so we were like awesome all these milestones and now it's like no how about everybody stay home we can't even see each other too right, right. so instead i don't know i don't know what to do like go i'm really back. glad i'm only turning 39 this year not that <laughs> yeah. good right <laughs> yeah yeah i know somebody else who listens was turning 40 and supposed to go to vegas and they were like, well, I'm not going to Vegas. Oh, the one that, that my share my birthday with, buddy? Yeah. She's turning 50. 50 or 40? No, I'm thinking of, you know, slutty. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> she's turning. She's is she 50. 50? She'll be 50 on January 20th. Oh, my God. Wow. That's amazing. She's old, hey? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're 50, like, right after that. Right after. And, like yeah crazy oh my god yeah so i wanted like an like a bit we were we had jamaica like we'll probably go to jamaica and now we're I don't know. now we'll have to go to like lake louise huh. <laughs> <laughs> go skating your fave go skating right because i can skate <laughs> yeah yes i can i have skates you can borrow <laughs> i wore them for 15 minutes and i was like mm, i'm good I think you're like a toddler size shoe, aren't you? <laughs> like a, a six, like okay. a five or a six. Maybe a toddler. A seven. I don't know. Do they sell skates that size? I have no idea. Who um, knows? That's funny. But that funny. yeah. So Lauren, why did we call ourselves from uniforms to unicorns? People yeah. ask. People ask, I got asked, I, uh, I did a podcast, so write this down that we talked about this, uh, Operation Romeo Tango with Mark, and I don't know how to say his last name, 
Um, but he asked me on the podcast and I was like, I don't know if I should tell you, we haven't even said it on our podcast, (laughs) but he assured me that our podcast would release at the end of January. So I figured we're safe uh, because ours will go in a couple weeks. But um, we, you and I went back and forth about the name for, I, I don't even know if we had a name when we started recording. Did we? No, no, we didn't. And I should have saved that list. We had this list going of all these crazy names. Like, I can't even remember. It was like... You were like, I'm thinking like wine and yoga pants. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? But instead of wine and yoga, yoga pants, we were it like, was like sweatpants and swear words and whiskey, right? That was more our speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just, we went along on with hand cut. Like we had a big list growing and nothing really nothing jumped out yeah uh and then I don't know when I thought of uniforms I just made a list of words like things that I thought would um would would take that masculine and the feminine we had talked about this too like we wanted it to be masculine and feminine because there's that like the masculine role that we played and then Mm -hmm. but we're we are very feminine so we wanted to balance it like that. So we, it was like uniforms, unicorns. Sharon's like, yeah, I like it. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to figure out what it means first, right? Yeah, so that's right. if you look up a unicorn, just look up unicorn, there is an, uh, uh, like a hidden meaning behind it, kind of like a cactus on your front lawn. So if you, um, if you look up unicorns, you know what a cactus <laughs> on your front lawn is, Sharon? No. Is if it something have, bad? Well, it's, it's, I, See, and this is only because I heard it. I actually haven't looked it up, but apparently if you have a cactus on your front lawn, you're a swinger. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So a unicorn, when I looked it up the first time, it said, is a person who has sex with couples. Oh my God. Oh God. (laughs) We can't name it that. We can't name it that. But I looked up the meaning of unicorn instead of just unicorn. So, and I don't know like what my Google goes to right away but that's perverted a little bit or weird (laughs) but when I looked up the meaning of unicorn it says something that is highly desirable but difficult to find or obtain and for Sharon and I it was just kind of like we're out we're healthy we're safe we continue to do personal growth stuff we continue to talk about our experiences and our stories we continue to share we continue to um, allow people to share their experiences with us. Like we're always open to, you know, someone sending a message and saying, Hey, by the way, I'm a corrections officer and I'm struggling. Do you know of something? Um, I've probably had four messages since we started this and I'm, I'm here you go. Here's the information. Here's what I know. Here's who I know you can contact. If you're looking for peer support, if you want me to support you, if you feel more comfortable talking to Sharon, here's Sharon's information. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like where we, I said like again, Sharon. I know. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, we were sorry. talking about <laughs> how Sharon many and times. I are getting zapping <laughs> devices for each other. I'm the valley girl, like. Like, and I'm the, I don't know, the stoner. Totally, like, Totally. Totally. So I tried not to say it. I said it already twice. I heard myself. <laughs> do you have, do you have so, tick marks on a I post-it? do. I should. I should get tick marks. But. I'm trying to, to not say it. So 
the meaning behind it is highly desirable but difficult to find or obtain so for us it was the the leaving and lots of people talk about it but they just don't have number one the support number two the yeah. meaning. number three the the courage they don't know what's on the other side of that um mm -hmm. The grass is greener on the other side. Well, the grass is greener where you water it, depending on how you look at it. I, I say the grass is greener on the other side. I attempted to water the grass while I was at Corrections and it died. It just, yeah. whereas here I'm, I'm living my authentic self. And, but my authentic self was brought upon by being in Corrections and being able to be myself. I remember before going to into corrections I had like shitty friends like bad not not shitty friends but in high school you don't really get to pick your friends you kind of no, that's true get given you know you go to university it's different it you get to pick your friends that's a little bit of a you have more of a pool of people to choose from um but when I left I took so many things with me and my authentic self I believe was born in the jail because yeah. I felt, I never felt like I had to, not that I, I shared my experience um, with everybody of how, what I was going through, but I never felt like I had to filter myself or I never felt like I couldn't say something out loud. I never mm -hmm. would have said anything that I was struggling with out loud, but I always, I, I, I always felt like my authentic self was, was brought there. My, my sarcasm, my. Yeah. It's like you, you grew up there. Like that's. Yeah my confidence That's, yeah and you could just you honestly like a, a job like that like I, i'm so lucky because my best friend has been my best friend from forever so and no matter where like our life takes us different cities different experiences right. she's got my back like in my corner forever it's a, an amazing feeling but like you uh, it's not, it wasn't hard for me to make friends, but it, it's funny because my daughter's in the spot now where it's the friend stuff and making friends. And I'm always like, uh, I didn't care too much about that. Cause she'll ask me, I said, cause I, in school, my best friend was a boy. So I just hung out with him. There was no drama. It just, it was what it was. And then I always had, I'm just going to say her name. It's easier for me. Ange, my best friend. And then I got working and we got doing stuff and at the jail, I feel like I could, I was, I'm like you, I was born it, like once I started there, like um, as a gay woman, like I came out, like when I moved to Edmonton, I didn't come out before that. And I like lived, I don't more my authentic self there. And in the jail in the prison setting, you're just like, you're valued as a person. You, everybody could just be themselves. There's nobody there saying, you know, don't do this, don't do that, yeah. don't be gay, don't be whatever. It all, everything that you were was celebrated. Uh, mm -hmm. Unless you're a shitty officer, then <laughs> then you're a shitty officer. But if you were, yeah, more confident, more street smart, more aware, more mm -hmm. in tune with yourself. And I, I feel like, for me, once that growth, there was no nowhere left for me to grow. That's when I started thinking, what else is there? Because this mm -hmm. is taking a toll on me. It's taking a toll on my daughter. It's taking a toll on my uh, part, like my wife now, like our, our relationship was new then. And it was like, I started looking 
when summer turned four, like I need out, right? I need or a change. So actually I didn't even want out. I wanted to move to Australia and work in a jail there. <laughs> hey, I would do, I've tried to get Trev to like, look at what, what does Australia do? And I have heard that every fifth year, and this might be true, this might be not, I've heard it in, on a couple occasions, every fifth year in Australia, a police officer gets a sabbatical for mental health. Oh, nice. So you work for five years and you get a sabbatical for one. So I could, I'll ask my cousin. He's a, he's a cop there. Yeah. We were just, him. yeah, we were texting last night. Cause he's like, are you guys lock locking down again? I said, yes. Where is there? They're open? done. And he's showing me pictures of the beach. And I was like, uh, you're a bastard actually. <laughs> right. Um, but they were, supposed, they were supposed to come here for Christmas. They want to show their kids, you know, the snow and stuff. So that got kibosh too. So all of our Christmas plans, but I'll ask him like, if that's true. Ask him, ask him. Mm -hmm. I think that, Mm -hmm. and, and for me, like the, and when I say that I was, when we say we were born at the jail, which is interesting because I was young, I was like 22 years old. I had no idea what was happening. Um, I, I think about that time and I think, when I didn't speak about what was going on with me, it's because I didn't know what was going on with me. Lots of yeah. my self-discovery and awareness about PTSD and my mental health happened after I left the jail. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that digging and what do, I, what, what do I have to let go of? You In your letter on Facebook, you're just like, I need to let go. And we were talking about forgiveness before we came on here. Like, forgiving somebody you know from the jail or forgiving ourselves forgiving ourselves for staying longer than we wanted to or whatever is that a sign that you're rubbing your nose (laughs) no that was not that was my nose was itchy that's not a code that's not a code for anything more and i'm like no that's not i was yeah i was liking what you were saying because it was it's so true and yeah, lots of the, I, I don't know, like, lo- tons of, like, good friends uh, we made at the jail. Well, they'll be for my forever friends, but I don't know that we ever had that kind of relationship that I would say, I'm struggling, mm-hmm. and this is, these are the reasons why. I think that I could identify in people, like, there's, uh, we've got uh, a mutual friend, and she's passed away, gets coming on two years just about mm-hmm. uh she died of cancer and i remember i recognized in her that there was some stuff going on mm-hmm. because they 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 had all seen too much like on their midnight shifts and then i remember there was a huge disciplinary and i remember recognizing something she was off right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then recognizing and another friend of ours there's something going on here that's not right mm-hmm. and so you take the time and try and talk to people but again like it's hard to talk to our friends like is something wrong like have you seen too much are you Mm -hmm. struggling are you sleeping like I think I got that more now than I did then because then it'd be like why don't you shut the hell up (laughs) oh shut up get out of my fucking face like are you sleeping who is someone here sleeping we're murdering them in their sleep (laughs) yeah we're like just shut up and get to work like go and do your shift and shut up. Right. Yeah. And, and how do you recognize that in other people when you don't even recognize it in yourself? Totally. 
and we we've talked about it before like the culture is different um you grow up in a drinking atmosphere drinking yourself to sleep is completely normal mm-hmm. not being able to sleep is completely normal because you're in an adrenaline high for most of the days and not being able to sleep is normal that's just it's just yeah you'll sleep tomorrow but then it's like oh well i didn't sleep today either i didn't sleep <laughs> yeah and i i think that for me that's the number the number one thing when i talk about mental health and i talk to people that are struggling i always ask about their sleep how are you sleeping that's probably the first place you can start to say okay we got to get you on some sort of routine and it's interesting cuz we put our kids on bedtime routines. We set our, like we set our kids up and it's like, okay, so bedtime is bath, then it's snack, then it's this. So it gets your brain ready to go to sleep. Whereas us, we're like on our phones to the point that it's like falling in our face and waking us up or yes. so really focusing on like getting yourself to sleep and prepping yourself for sleep is that reading and all, all of these crazy things that you can come up with. There's a million things you can do to get ready to go to sleep. But I think for me, that's one of the things that I focused on mostly with my mental health because I knew that the sleep deprivation was the thing that was making me nuts. Yeah, I agree. And I still, to this day, struggle with sleep. But my my sleep stuff, like, is even, be, it's like due to childhood trauma. So it's even right. before that. And then I right. went into this job and then I remember a senior officer taking me to the side saying, well, just, you know, have some neocitrin or just go to sleep, take a bath and have a glass of wine and two Advil and a shot of your citron. I was like, Oh, sweet. Right. So then you're in like, no, I don't even know if that's sleep or you're knocked out. And then your alarm, your alarm goes off and then you're like, okay, like I'd throw my uniform on the floor, pick it up, head back into work. Right. Yeah. Like a zombie. Yeah. So we, I think we got lucky to get out when we did. And I think, we're fortunate to have each other. We threw like, Hey, what about like, we threw things back at each other all the time with, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey. And just, I, I, people that are still at the jail or people that had left because of significant amount of trauma, I didn't feel like those were my sounding boards. No, you're right. Because it was a different space. Whereas you left, started your business. I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is good. We all just play off each other. And, mm-hmm. and we did, um, not, I wouldn't say like significantly, but, um, no. I felt like if I needed something, I'd just text you and you're like, yeah, good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. Right. We had that, we had people in our outside of the jail lives and we had support from people in the jail. And sometimes like too, when you talk to too many people, the people I'm connected with now that are there, I can't handle like the negativity or some people it's just faded out. Cause it's like, remember when this happened, remember when that happened and you're like, what else do you got? Like, <laughs> do you have something more to say? Like, is there more to you and the people that there's more to them? Like that's who I'm still connected Next. with. Right. Right. And we've mentioned people on this podcast who we are, we are planning on having on to speak about their experience. So our, our idea, we've, believe at this point we're of course still winging it Sharon and I are like uncertainty you've heard this we like adventure we don't like to know what's coming next but we said maybe like the next season will just be like people we worked with in corrections we do have Mm -hmm. a bigger plan and a bigger vision going forward to work 
do more with like mental health and um, first responders and spouses and um, all of those sorts of things going forward. But next season, I think we'll just focus on the people we worked with. We'll let people tell their story from their point of view, even though we told it on our We told it, our- yeah. <laughs> I'm saving there's... that one day though, the big fire day. I'm saving yeah. that for when Save. B comes on because he, he, yeah, it'll be funnier when we when we have a domestic during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what happened that day? <laughs> and it's funny because some of the people are like are still. There. there and they they've got five years to the end now right so yeah. it'll be yeah when b comes on uh i'm just gonna say her name like i'd like to get jamie green on like she's transferred on to uh uh what's it fraser valley so it, like yeah. it'll be good because there's a whole other audience though there that she can yeah. speak to and she's still still in corrections and still happy she's happy and the queen lucky. we got to get the queen yeah, on the she's, queen. <laughs> she's no she's not she says she's not coming but i think we can convince her oh yeah we can convince we can get her. her like a nice bracelet the queen loves bracelets so we'll the queen. Just... <laughs> there you go and a starbucks like done starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's kind of our plan going forward um did we i think we kind of we explained the name good enough you think that i think so yeah and so okay. That yeah, for us it was just like we feel lucky to be able to uh, to to get out and we're you know semi semi normal, right? We yeah. our perspective. We have a different perspective, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. Because we've we, been through a lot of personal, a lot of personal development, a lot of growth. Um, yes, and a lot of connecting with each other to see like how that fits in this space of. Um, first responders and corrections and all of that because we we know so many people that are like oh I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have known this so if this is the place where you're coming to learn these things we so appreciate it mm-hmm. um, and there's I, I some go sorry there's some people from from Bowdoin that I'd like to touch base like because yeah. a lot of people that I connected with like from Bowdoin and a lot of the dudes like I didn't get a chance to say goodbye so I'd like to uh one of them any anyone reach out and just say hey I want to be on or I don't want to be on or just reach out and whatever because I there's people that I miss and I I didn't get to say bye right, right. so and I didn't get to explain like I'm gone now sorry kind of thing so and, uh, just like I, is she still on the roster i know like i i saw this guy i was at the calgary zoo and this person was like way across and i could hear fernandez fernandez and i'm like oh god like please don't make this be something bad and it was a guy i'd worked with at Bowden, and it was just so fun because he's like remember remember me and i was like of course like it was and he's young he's just a young little dude it was fun like it's the connection and like I said, like we've recognized in people when they were struggling. So mm-hmm. if somebody is struggling, I'd like them to reach out to us too and mm-hmm. tell us like what's going on. Yeah. Is there some way we can uh, help in any way, right? You and I both talk about, we got into corrections to help people. And I believe like wholeheartedly that I am supposed to help in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was with inmates or, um, people struggling uh, but regular people are struggling especially yeah. with COVID and especially with you know 
whatever, whatever it is for them. And I do like to focus on the first responder because I know that life and I have that experience. And um, you could recognize that they're yeah. not doing well. And you know, like, so you could recognize it and you know where to say to, to go to, to yeah. say, that's okay. If you don't or start feel, with this, if you're yeah. like, if you're not feeling like you want to reach out to a psychologist or you're not feeling like EAP is your route, how about you start with this? Tell me, mm -hmm. tell me about this. Do you do any of these things or, you know, cause I know what works for my mental health. I know it's different for men and women. Uh, but I've done a lot of research in that area too. We, we, we deal with things differently, right? So mm -hmm. what a female Absolutely. goes with and a, what a male, man goes with, but it's always sleep, exercise, paying attention <laughs> to, you know, spirituality, uh, your physio physiological self, like all of those sorts of things. So, um, and when you're in corrections, you don't hear of these things. You don't pay no. attention to these things. You're just no. like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. So I'm in, I'm out. Keep going, keep plugging away and yeah. just do your shift. Don't be a baby and yeah. just keep going. But that, there's more to, to life like than, than so just that, true. right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, do we have anything else? Uh, I think we covered lots and I don't even have to hold up the timer to you today. Like, I think we are... <laughs> we're pretty good we but did really still well did, everybody she i still did <laughs> and apparently i have a new code with my nose tap yeah what is that i don't know it should be something though i think yeah stop talking lauren <laughs> stop talking that's that's enough lauren it's my <laughs> like my i talked lots today you did talk lots today i'm yeah. happy now i have a sore throat oh no, I don't. Well, we have a couple. <laughs> we'll probably keep recording, but we won't release until the next season starts, which will, this one will get released. I can't, I don't know the date, like the week after Christmas. And then we'll take like a two week break before we start releasing the new one. Sure. Again. Yeah. It's good? been, yeah, it's been so much fun. And I hope that you guys are listening and having fun and you'll continue to follow us along and we'll talk to you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Have a good Christmas. I hope you had yeah. a good Christmas because this will air after Christmas, but happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year. Here's to a, a new year, like <laughs> 2021. <the> 2021. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. Bye Lauren. Okay. Bye Sharon.